Hello everyone, welcome back to Treetop Talks. It's Gabby and I finally, finally finished my yoga certification to be an actual instructor. Um, Yeah, this process has finally been done, accomplished, over with. I'm super happy as to how it went, but it just feels good to actually have the piece of paper that's like, yep, you did it, all right, you can get the ball rolling. So that's great, that's a little update with me. Um, I hope everyone else is feeling great moving into the Halloween season. Um, I hope everyone's being a little slutty for Halloween. Just kidding. Not really. Anyway, um, yeah, today I've been really thinking about how I've been experiencing such discomfort when I'm doing hip stretches. And that sounds super random, but it has absolutely nothing to do with my hips. I'm feeling this strong discomfort and anger I just feel this like really deep-rooted anger and it makes me just pissed off it makes me want to scream it makes me want to just jump out of the position that I'm in stretching but I know that I have to keep going and I have to keep breathing into it because there's some sort of emotional blockage there I'm not sure what it is I've been trying to uncover it um yeah, I've actually been thinking about going to like an energy healer. I'm not sure which kind I'm really looking for right now, but I just know I have so much discomfort. My hips are literally not even aligned, even close. Like it's so noticeable. Um, and I've been having other issues too, um, physically that I've been going to different doctors and if they can't find a root cause there's probably an emotional imbalance that I need to solve. And, you know, if an actual medical doctor can't heal that, then maybe I just need to tap into the emotional side and figure out what's going on. So with that being said, I thought that would be a good topic to just kind of jump into emotions and them in general. Because obviously, yeah, we all love just talking about our feelings, right? <laughs> um. So a thought that I've had before is just that our emotions aren't our enemies and they're just reactions and that's something that I totally need to lean into right now and start looking really curiously instead of judgy about what's going on and why I'm in a certain pose and I'm just getting really, really angry the more I sit there and the more I'm like trying to release my hips. I just need to look at that a little more openly. Like I constantly compare physical and mental issues I guess you could say because I feel like those are good comparisons um so when we stub our toe like it hurts we feel the pain we say ow and we kind of just move on and we're aware that the pain is just a reaction to something that hurt and we just accept it like ow that hurt okay we're not mad at the pain really we just kind of move on but when something is emotionally painful We don't really do that as often. I mean, I'm saying we speaking from observations and even myself sometimes, but we're not always just accepting that it's a reaction. Like it kind of starts a snowball, you know, we'll be upset or let's say heartbroken. I feel like that's a good one. Um, We'll be heartbroken over someone. Someone broke up with us and now we're feeling heartbroken And instead of accepting that heartbreak is just the reaction 
to something painful that happened and we accept it and we move on, I feel like it can so easily spiral into anger and into sadness and heartbreak then just creates all these other emotions and we start getting mad at heartbreak itself, you know? I mean, I know that when I've been heartbroken, it turn, turns into a little bit of sadness and grief as to, you know, you're kind of grieving the life that you thought you were going to have with someone. You're grieving the loss of not talking to that person all the time anymore. And then you start to get angry and you're pissed at them and you're pissed at all your friends for not telling you that like, maybe he wasn't the one or she wasn't the one, which obviously how the hell are they going to know? But whatever. Um, and sometimes you turn that anger onto yourself too and it's just such a spiral from there that isn't really necessary if we just openly observe somewhat from an outside type perspective towards our initial emotion but it's so easy to get caught up in the one feeling that then connects to another feeling that then connects to another one and now you're feeling 10 different emotions on top of just one one sparked emotion. Um, so I feel like when we feel the emotional pain, it might be useful to just kind of see it as the same we do physical pain. When we acknowledge the feeling as a simple reaction to what happened and we process it from there, you know. Um, and as we look at our emotions from a curious standpoint and not a judgmental standpoint and not like a really personal standpoint, we start to uncover their true meaning. I know for me that when I start to get curious, I'll be way more mindful and way more aware of things like when they come and go. Our emotions are kind of just there to tell us what's going on. (laughs) that's really it it's they're not our enemies they're just there to help us out and guide us and we just kind of got to listen and yeah I just know that um when you're curious you just have a different mindset with it and it's really nice to be aware of when they come and go because sometimes then you could kind of um brace yourself for it if you feel a trigger or you notice something different you could kind of sense when that feeling's gonna come and whether or not you could prevent it you can know how to handle it and then you know how to move forward through there once you get more comfortable with that and another thing that I've been finding really important especially with the hips is you start to notice where the emotions lie physically in your body Think about a time where you've just had so much anxiety or just a lot of sadness. You feel that in a specific place in your body when you really tap in and start to notice. Um, I know sometimes when I feel the physical effects of anxiety, sometimes I'll notice that I'm anxious because of how I'm reacting physically. Sometimes I won't even notice that I'm mentally anxious Because I feel it in my body first. Your shoulders turn up. You get all like scrunched up in your face. Your jaw's tight. You're just clenching everything. And for me, I do that thing. I'm not sure if anyone else knows what I'm going to be talking about. But when you kind of do that like yawn thing where you breathe in and then you're like (gasps) trying to catch your breath. And then you kind of have to yawn to get out of it. And then you're just in that like awkward cycle of I'm not really breathing and I'm not yawning. I just 
can't catch my breath right now. I don't know, that happens to me. And (laughs) that's always the sign of, okay, we got to like just lay on the floor. We got to relax. You need to do some breathing techniques. You got to do something right now because this is going to spiral and you're going to get all messed up in your head. So again, when you're being curious about your emotions, it really helps you notice physically. And then if you're really in tune with your body, maybe even more than your um, mental state, you could kind of uh, use them to bounce off of each other and work hand in hand. Another thing about being curious is we start to find our behavioral response to the emotions. Um, Just like I was talking about before, like what other emotions are triggered from our initial emotions. There are certain topics that I get really, really angry about that have nothing to do with the initial cause of my first emotion that I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll be really upset about not being able to make a decision about where I want to eat. And that seems so silly, like totally not something that should spiral, but it does. And then I'll find myself thinking about something that happened when I was like 10 and why I'm super pissed and how this all links to why I'm indecisive about why I, why, like where I'm going to eat. Like why? Why does that happen? And when you're curious about it, it just kind of becomes a game. It kind of becomes like a learning step for you. You're always trying to like beat out not reaching that like emotional spiral. At least that's how it is for me, man. I don't really know how it is for everybody else, but there are certain things that will always come up when I'm angry that have nothing to do with the initial cause of my anger. Um, And I think that that sheds a lot of light on what I need to heal and what I need to work on so that every time I get angry, I'm not bringing it back to that one thing that happened when I was 10 or whatever it may be, you know? Um, Yeah, so I just think the emotions are here to help us and we have so many tools in our life that aren't monetary, you don't, or materialistic, I guess you could say. It's not something that you need. All of the answers are kind of just inside of us and especially our emotions. They're really just tools to kind of just show us things like what we like and what we dislike. I mean, that seems so basic and we kind of take for granted just kind of knowing what we like and dislike. But when we start to get curious about our emotions, you kind of start to uncover things that you thought you liked or things you really, really don't like. That's been kind of a hot topic of going out and partying and doing all that fun stuff. (laughs) Hence the fun stuff. Um, I feel like there's that goes into a whole different topic that we could get into on another, on another day. Wow. On another, is that how you say that? Not really sure. Anywho, um, when you really start to think of your emotions before you go out, like, are you hyped up? Are you ready? Are you excited? Are you feeling like you're going to have such a good night or are you kind of like, oh, oh my God, I guess I got to go out. Everyone else is going out and I don't want to miss out and I don't want to have FOMO. Like when we really look at our emotions and aren't just running through the cycles, we start to notice that, hey, maybe I'm not as much of this outgoing party person as everyone thinks. Maybe I just really want to stay at home 
by myself and I'd be totally okay with that. And other times you'll feel really sad just staying home and then you're like, okay, I guess it's time for me to get my my social time in and go out. But we won't really find and genuinely understand what we like and dislike if we're just skating through not being truly aware of what we like and dislike. Um, I think that emotions can also help us in our lives by seeing what we tolerate and like what subjects we're sensitive to and what subjects we find enjoyable. You could be having a conversation with someone and you'll just find yourself feeling a weight lifted off and feeling a little more free and you leave that space with that continued like passion I guess you can say and when you look back and you notice what you were talking about you'll be like oh shit I was talking about my future plans in life and that shit made me excited and that could be a sign of this is what you're meant to do or you could be talking about what you're gonna do in life with someone and you're having that conversation that no one likes to have but everyone loves to ask about of what do you see yourself doing in five years and you start to talk about it and you're feeling your hands getting clammy and your mouth getting dry and you're just getting really annoyed at the other person so you're like why would you even ask me that But that's all just a projection because you're pissed off at what you imagine your life to be in in five years. And when we're in tune with all of our emotions and we're not looking at it in a judgmental way, we can really uncover what we want in our lives and what we're meant to do. They're really, really just signs to help us figure everything out. It's like a little signal, like a a little red flag or a little green flag. But it's definitely a signal that we need to listen to and just really join teams with. We're not supposed to be opposing our emotions, even if they're in that category that we all put as bad. Like, I, don't, I don't really know if an emotion is good or bad or it just is. Obviously, if you're feeling those um, like physical... Um, like restrictions when you're having an emotion obviously you're not going to consider that good but we don't need to put it in the category of this is a bad thing we could just put it in that category of okay this is what I'm feeling and we're gonna move forward and we're gonna we're gonna uncover it and we're gonna dissect it and we're gonna figure out what's going on it doesn't have to be stuck in a little category in our head yeah that's just my opinion on that one And I think we can just kind of use the signals and the signs that come from our emotions to develop a more enjoyable life life for ourselves, you know? When we're noticing our anxiety, when we're rushing to work, we'd be like, oh my god, I'm so annoyed, I'm feeling so anxious. Or we can realize, okay, I'm having anxiety because I'm rushing to go to work. What can I do to prevent this anxiety tomorrow? I can leave early. I can um, take a different way to work that might be a little faster. I can wake up a little early, do five minutes of breathing, and maybe my anxiety will go down. Um, If we have that feeling and that awareness of 
being calm after going outside. You just know to kind of increase your your days a week we go outside or the amount of time you spend outside. It's just being aware of what these emotions are telling you. It's kind of like when you're feeling that that overwhelmingly peaceful sensation after being in a park. You're like, oh, I wish I did this more often. Okay, then go do it. (laughs) Do that more often. We have the power to make our lives more enjoyable. And our emotions are here to help us. So let's just take what our emotions are telling us and run with it. And they're just trying to speak to us and tell us how to live a more pleasurable life. We just really need to tune in and listen as the emotions are literally giving us free life advice. They're there to help us. They're there to boost our overall wellness in the long run. We just really need to listen. And obviously, this is all way more... um, easy easier said than done um it's definitely a work in progress but every day just working towards being aware of your emotions in certain situations will help you use the process of elimination of okay i'm feeling really just annoyed with this person's presence okay so you know to kind of maybe not be near that person as much or You're feeling really in charge and empowered when you're talking to this specific group that you just met. Okay, great. Now you know that if you want to increase that feeling more often, you know who to be around. And we just really need to listen, but I know it's hard. I think some things that help with that are just practicing everyday mindfulness and reflecting. So mindfulness practices are all over the place. There's so many different ones. Um, One that I really like to do is sitting at a park or even sitting in my house, but a park just feels so much more um, grounding than just my house, but just laying on the ground and thinking of tapping into all five senses and I'll think about or just not even think about. No, forget that. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just guiding myself to each place. Um, I've noticed in my last pod, I said, I think a lot. And I'm really trying to take that away. I'm so sorry. Anyway, back to back to mindfulness. Um, I'll tap into my mouth. I'm like, okay, what am I tasting? What's the texture like? What's going on there? Is it is my mouth dry? Am I tasting anything specific what's going on there and then I usually do the breathing last where I just feel every sensation that's happening if the wind is blowing how does that feel am I feeling it where am I feeling it um is the ground beneath me soft is it flat is there a rock somewhere under me and then you just kind of let that be and you're like oh cool I'm hanging out with the rock today um Is it warm and you're feeling the sun hitting your face? And then that's feeling. And then I really like to incorporate the breath when I do the feeling one. Because you're just kind of sitting there observing your chest going up and down. And the air moving through your nose. You're not changing it. You're not trying to make it go faster or slower. You're just sitting with it. Hanging out with your breath, really. 
And then I'll tap into my nose and see what I'm, I, I tap into my nose and I see, yes, I look, no, um, I tap into my nose and I think of what I'm smelling, if there is any scent, if there isn't, and usually I feel like I'll start to focus on my breath a little bit there too, accidentally, because you're feeling the air just rushing in, uh, and then I'll tap into, what else is there, I do like to open my eyes, I know a lot of people, if they're in a mindfulness or meditative state, they're kind of opposed to that, which I completely understand, and Focus on the darkness then if you want to be in that space. That's totally fine. I mean, I think even sitting there with your eyes closed, you can see a whole story sometimes and just sit with that. Sit with the story that's going on um, beneath your eyelids. But for me, I really like to open my eyes, especially if I'm under a tree or something. It gives you a completely different perspective. You know, we're kind of always walking towards a tree, next to a tree, but to sit under a tree and to feel that canopy and that hug from a tree. It feels really good. Um, The sky, the clouds, even if you're in your house and you're looking at your ceiling, I'm sure, I guarantee you, you're going to see something that you've never noticed before. I mean, the other day I was lying just looking at my ceiling and I was like, oh shit, that looks like a crack there. Not sure what I'm going to do about that, but... It's still like something I wouldn't notice if I wasn't just observing my space and taking it as it was. All right, so I did sight, feeling, taste, smell, um, hearing. Beautiful. Wow. I can't believe that took me that long to think of the (laughs) one I was missing. I think this one is really interesting because, again, meditating seems like this thing where you need to be in a silent space and you need to have quiet and peace and no disruptions and no distractions but if you're just being mindful you realize that you're just living kind of with whatever noise is happening obviously it's going to be annoying if you're laying there focusing on sound and all you're hearing is construction out your window and you're like oh my god this is so annoying But if you're just laying down and you're at a park or something, you might just be, if you were before that walking around with your friend, you're not noticing the birds chirping. You're not noticing kids laughing. You're not hearing humanity and connection and nature. You're just kind of listening to the other person talk. Um, So I always find that really nice when you're there and you start to actually be there. You start to feel what's actually around you and it's a beautiful feeling. There's always that that really loud honk from someone who's an aggressive driver and there's also the airport, man. The airplanes are pretty loud too, but um, those either make me laugh because I'm like, wow, this is just coming at the most ironic time Um, or then it starts a whole new mindset as to what's going on around me starts to make me think about life that's happening in that car who's in that car where are they going why are they rushing why are they angry maybe they need to rush to the hospital right now because their significant other is giving birth I don't know but it starts to give you more of a an open perspective and 
again, less judgmental towards the outside world too. We're all just one trying to make it and there's no need to be judging the man honking the horn um, the same way he might be judging me laying in the middle of the grass, you know? Um, so yeah, that's a mindfulness practice that I really like. And I know I was talking about something else and now I just can't remember. But yeah, that one's really helpful in just tuning in. Um, and I guess it's just good to say that you're not going to sit there all the time and feel this like bliss, peace, happiness. Oh my goodness, I feel such a sense of relief. No, maybe you're laying there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling my chest right now and I'm heated. I'm so mad about this situation that happened 20 minutes ago. And then you're just there with your emotions and then you have that opportunity to tap in and see what's going on there. So these practices are not meant to be like in search of anything. They're not supposed to be in search of finding that nirvana. No, it's just supposed to be sitting with your feelings and feeling whatever you're feeling. It's not, there is no expectation. That's something I really like about yoga and truly knowing the philosophy behind yoga. I think you start to adapt that detachment and release of expectations in life and on the mat and on the mat doesn't just limit to asana or poses it extends to meditations and mindfulness practices I know in the beginning at least for me I'm naturally pretty competitive and I would get on the mat and I wanted to if I was in a studio I'd want to be the one who's doing all the cool shit and I wanted to be the one that could get my leg over my head like no that's probably not gonna happen but maybe eventually but not right now and understanding the philosophy now and realizing there is no expectation when you go on the mat it's just doing what your body is capable of doing today and you accept that and you flow with it and you rock with it and you bop with it no um and you just kind of kind of sit with what your body is capable of in that moment and you're not expecting anything from it. Maybe one day I can do pigeon pose and that's kind of where your uh, one foot is back, one leg is back, and your other leg is, I mean, they say parallel to the front of the mat, but damn, sometimes that hurts, especially me and my hips, but currently getting into pigeon right now, very uncomfortably. But sometimes I'll get on the mat and I will barely, like, my leg is not making it parallel to the front of the mat, not even close. And sometimes I could reach my elbows down and look forward and feel that intense stretch. And other times I'm like, no, I literally just need to sit up right now. My leg is not going to be parallel. It's going to be where it's going to be. And I accept that. And and that's it. Like, I'm not going to try to force it. I'm not going to try to reach that place that I thought I had to because there's nowhere that I had to be I had to be practicing my yoga and I didn't have to be doing a cool pose like there is no expectation and that that's the same for a mindfulness practice I mean even now it's hard because I will be feeling anxiety and I'll do one of the same uh, breath work videos that I always do 
And of course, a part of me is going in there still with the expectation of, okay, I'm going to feel a little less anxious after this because typically that's what happens. But there have been times where I do it and I don't know if it's my emotions boiling up in me or what, but I'll either get really angry, I'll get a little more anxious because again, when you do breath work, when you're anxious, you're trying to control it a little bit more. You're really... um breathing to a rhythm and that could be difficult if you're having extreme anxiety that's rooted in your chest and your lungs um so yeah I know I know it's really hard to release that expectation and to hold that detachment of outcome like I don't need to feel this certain thing after I'm not reaching I'm not doing this to reach this goal I'm doing this to do this for myself in the moment right now And if that goal happens to get accomplished within this, awesome, great. And if not, okay, awesome, great. Just kind of accepting it the way it is. But yeah, I think I've been on a bunch of tangents. But yeah, I hope um, you guys enjoyed all the emotion talk today, talking about our feelings. And I feel like it's something that always helps me um come back to myself when I speak about emotions it helps me realize what I need to do it's so easy to preach man not as easy to practice and this whole thing really is a giant reminder to myself to detach to be mindful to be curious to not be judgmental to not have expectations and to just release and let go and I hope you all got something out of this today and I hope you think about your emotions more curiously and next time you're angry maybe I'll pop in your head hopefully you won't be mad at me but hopefully I'll pop in your head and you'll think about your emotions and where they sit and what other emotions stem and like boil out of that and just really what comes to your mind next and it's a long process and it's just training ourselves to think in a different way um it's a reprogramming that's very much necessary for all of us to develop more i guess um productive and useful strategies to move on in life and to move past our emotions and not even just move past but sit with and accept our emotions I hope that this was useful and I hope that we all gain something from it. Even me, um, I always do. And yeah, I hope everyone has a bright and beautiful day. And again, don't forget to dress slutty for Halloween. (laughs) All right, thank you again. It's been a great talk.